Hi guys, welcome back to Worth More Than a Number, a weekly podcast where I share experiences and advice for people going through recovery, recovered, or just want some encouragement. This week, I am so excited, I have another very special guest. I have been following her Instagram and her podcast and just her for a while now. And I find this girl so inspirational. She's a recovered gal, and she is here with us today to share how to experience food freedom and how it relates to health eating, like whether you can have both. It is the wonderful Brie Shook from the Food Freedom Academy and the Simple Healthy Eats podcast. I will make sure to have all her links down below. You really need to check her out. She's amazing and so inspirational. It's Madison from You Are Worth More Than a Number. I just want to pop on real quick and tell you about today's sponsor for this episode. Thank you so much for being here this week. It is a huge honor to have you on my podcast. Before we get started with our conversation, I wanted to ask if you could introduce yourself, who you are, tell a little about about what you do, and all that. Awesome. Yeah, so my name is Bree. I'm... Bree Shook on Instagram. I'm a food freedom coach. So my role is really just to show up for people and talk about intuitive eating, food freedom, having a healthier relationship with food. I have past experiences with orthorexia and binge eating. So a lot of what I talk about has to do with my own experiences with that. Um, So my goal is really just to inspire and motivate women to just take care of themselves and have healthier relationships with food. Yeah, and I saw that you um, are really big into food freedom, and you have a Food Freedom Academy. Can you tell a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, as a coach, I created this community for women to be able to go and sign up for my program. It's a 30-day e-course on food freedom. It's really all about the mindset and the lifestyle of food freedom, just being able to you know, eat with confidence and have you know, your choices around food and your body not be dictated by, you know, your weight and food rules and, you know, dieting and restriction and all that kind of stuff. So the Food Freedom Academy just takes you from like the, it walks you through the beginning to the end of what that kind of looks like of adapting that lifestyle and that mindset without having to be controlled by food. That's so cool. Okay. Well, today I was hoping on that line to talk about food freedom with you And I thought you could maybe share a little bit about what you think food freedom is. Like, what is it to you? Mm, So food freedom is something that is so unique. It's really hard to like pinpoint exactly what food freedom means just because we're all so, we all have our own personal struggles with food. We all have different reasons for why we struggled with food in the first place, whether it was like emotionally driven or just like weight loss driven, um, So food freedom really, if I were to sum it all up, would be this balance of happiness and healthiness. Like that's what I talk about in my program. It's saying like imagine you have a Venn diagram with like the two circles that are overlapping, health on one side, happiness on one side. Where that really intersects is like that point of food freedom where you're able to make decisions for you based on just how you want to live your life. Like you want to be healthy, whatever, you want to take care of yourself, awesome. Mm -hmm. But the degree to that is dependent on what you want, like how happy are you? Are you living the best version of your life? Because in the, like for me, a lot of what I had to 
what I went through was orthorexia. So everything was about health. And that just got so extreme. It just totally took over. I completely lost sight of living my life. Like I was always pursuing optimal health, but it wasn't making me happy because clearly I totally destroyed my relationship with food in the process. Mm-hmm. So that's why food freedom is really this balance of both because like, of course you want to take care of yourself, but if you're, if taking care of yourself has gotten so extreme that it's totally like unhealthy and like not making it possible for you to live the life that you want to live, then that's where you have to figure out how to blend both of them so that you're not so on one extreme or the other. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. That, I think it's food freedom is one of those things that like is so it's not pressed enough in our society. A lot of people uh, I talked about this in an earlier podcast about how a lot of people feel hunger like and being able to eat and listen to your body and everything is kind of like almost shameful. Like people get embarrassed. They're like, oh, I can't believe I'm hungry again. Like it's just it's just so wrong that like our society's like that. And so I think that, like, food freedom is something that needs to be more pressed and everything in our society. I totally agree with you. I mean, dieting is so out there everywhere. So if we can just counteract that by saying, you know what, like, you're allowed to make the choices you want to make and you don't have to feel bad about it. You don't have to feel guilty for it. Like, you can literally do whatever you want to do. But we feel like there's so many shoulds and so many, like, rules and you know, all these certain ways you're supposed to do things with food and working out and all that kind of stuff, but it's just not true. Like it's your life. You get to live however you want to. Yeah. Like if you eat this, you need to go to the gym. It's like just so wrong. Um, Okay. So my second question is what, and how do you think like someone is to achieve it? Like, is there certain things a person needs to do? Like if they're coming from disordered eating or, restriction something like that like what is there a specific thing that they need to start doing to be able to like get to food freedom Mm, yeah so it's definitely going to depend on how like disordered your relationship with food was like of course if you if you're struggling like see your doctor go to a professional that like a specialist with eating disorders a therapist anyone that can help you if you're really struggling you're feeling stuck absolutely get the help that you need that's right for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And besides that, it's really about wanting this, about knowing what you want and saying, you know what, I'm kind of ready to make a change for myself. Like it's totally okay to be scared to make that change because we're talking about, you know, unlearning a lot of the dieting that, you know, this person has probably lived their entire life by, you know, or Mm -hmm. at least like the past few years or whatever it was. So it's really about wanting to make a change, having that motivation to say like, okay, I'm going to embrace the fear of changing and I'm going to do something about it. So once you know you want to do something, that's when like the magic kind of starts because that's when you allow yourself to start taking steps towards food freedom, towards eating intuitively and unlearning the rules and not being so strict. Mm -hmm. So that's really the first step. And then, of course, like having more support along the way if you need it. Like who can you lean on so that when it's hard, you don't give up? Because I feel like that's like a really important piece. People don't feel like they have the community. They don't have the support to say, you know what? 
this is what I'm going through right now is actually normal. It's actually a part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be really huge. And it's, is it one of those things where, cause it's something that's very, like I'm still working on myself. So is it one of those things where like you have to basically tackle everything and any kind of hesitation you have towards any kind of food or time or whatever, when you're eating so that, it might not, you might not, for example, you might not want a certain food every single day, but you should tackle it anyway, because if you have the hesitation, you're never going, you're still going to have that restriction and you won't have total food freedom. Does that make sense? What I asked? Yeah, it definitely makes sense. So <laughs> I think that it's really important to, to tackle those fears and you have to figure out how tackling those fears is going to look like for you. I think for for some people, it's going to be like they do much better when you say, you know what, I'm going to take this fear food and I'm going to eat it every single day until I'm not scared of it anymore. If like, like for me, um, like I incorporated, I, I didn't eat bread. I was super low carb, grain free. I was like really into the paleo diet and I didn't eat any flour, didn't eat bread. So I I told myself like, I'm going to have toast with breakfast. This is going to be like a normal thing. And mm-hmm. that really helped me. That consistency absolutely helped me. However, like with maybe some other foods that were still fear foods like ice cream, like I didn't necessarily have them every day. But like when my family wanted to go out for ice cream, it was like, yes, like I'm going to say yes. So I think it kind of depends on the food and it depends on like like what specifically you're struggling with. Um, however, the consistency is really important because like if you – try to say, you know what, like, I'm going to eat it one time, and then I'm not going to be scared anymore. That's kind of unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that makes sense. What tips would you have for a person who I, I, um, a person who has a lot of food guilt surrounding eating, like late at night, like they're hungry, and they want something, but they're really they always feel really guilty after eating, and they feel like they can't eat because it's like, is wrong to eat late at night like what tips do you have for a person like to feel more feel less guilty and about that so definitely recognize where that guilt is coming from because like we really it, it's not about like a band-aid fix it's not saying like oh you know I don't need to feel guilty because that doesn't really work like you're trying not to feel guilty and telling yourself like I don't need to feel guilty. Just kind of doesn't fix the situation. You have to go back a couple steps. Like, why am I feeling guilty? Where is that guilt coming from? Is it because you're afraid of gaining weight? Is it because you're afraid like, like eating this way is going to mean like you're going to be unhealthy. You're not going to like respect yourself, love yourself. Like, what is it there? Like, what are the rooted fears of unlearning this guilt? So that's really important because then you can say, you know what, if, if I'm afraid that eating more is going to mean that my body's going to change and I'm afraid of that, then you have to address the fact that like, I'm going to love my body no matter what it looks like, because I know like going back to the motivation where we talked about, you need that like Mm -hmm. to accept the change to embrace food freedom. You have to say, you know what, it's going to be okay because I want this freedom more than I want to be stuck with food rules. And like Mm -hmm. just understanding that it's so normal to be super hungry at night, because if you've been restricting, it's like your body's going to be like, yo, like, give me some food. I'm hungry. And mm-hmm. that tends to happen at night after, like, restricting all day. 
you know, so we want, or even just in the recovery process from that, from restricting, we tend to like go like, okay. So I was having conversation with someone, I think like a, a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how it's really common that people eat late at night after restricting because you used to go to bed hungry. Like mm-hmm. you used to go to bed. So, so your body is like trying to tell you like I don't want to go to bed hungry anymore yeah and it wants to make sure you've eaten as much food as you needed before you go to bed so just like understanding that and like saying you know what like it's not me that's a problem here like it's that like I don't need to feel guilty it's that I know that I want a better life for myself Mm -hmm. and like that means that you know what, it's going to take a little time to not feel guilty and that's okay, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to eat anyways and I'm going to do what's best for myself anyways and I'm going to fuel my body and nourish my body unconditionally anyways because I know that that's good for me. Yeah, and that's really true. That's definitely something I've struggled with in the past and I'm like working more, but I'm getting better with it. It's definitely like, I I mean, anyone that had, most people that had disordered eating went to bed hungry and so breaking the habit of starting to now like, eat something so you're not going to bed hungry because that's so bad for you to go to bed hungry um, is hard because you have that pattern ingrained in your head and breaking that is I guess where the guilt comes from because you're so used to not doing it that when you start to do it it makes you feel guilty so it's breaking that that'll like help get more like it that like will help you be more free with time and like anything with food 100%. I definitely agree with what you just said. Okay. Um, And then as for you, I want to ask you a personal, not really that personal, but um, for you, why, because you said you had, you struggled with orthorexia and stuff. And why do you think food freedom is so worth it? I mean, obviously I know it's worth it, but like, what about it? Can you be like, this is why it's worth it? Is there like one thing? Is there multiple things? Yeah, so the biggest thing that stands out for me right now is just the mental space, like the energy, the amount of time that I got back in my day because I stopped obsessing and analyzing and thinking about food 24-7. That was the most important thing because I would, you know, want to go my, – my boyfriend has a really big Italian family and we have these parties all the time and, you know, there's lots of delicious food. Like all mm-hmm. the fear foods were at these parties and, you know, you're drinking and it was just – it was very hard to be present and to want to enjoy and to actually spend time with those people that I was there to spend time with because I was so afraid of the food. I was so afraid of like – like breaking my routine of eating unhealthy things that, you know, this day would all of a sudden make me gain weight and lose everything. It was just all this fear, all this wasted energy thinking about food was so exhausting Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like I still ate, like I still, like, why did I have to think about it was the issue. Like Mm -hmm. what, like I didn't want to have to spend my life thinking about food anymore. So that really allowed me to to be present in my relationships, to be like a better daughter to my mom because I was happier with myself and I could, you know, just be with her and enjoy life and like go on day trips. Like we used to go out like shopping, then we'd get lunch. And like that was hard for me because I didn't know where we were going to eat lunch. Like just being able to release that control and like get rid of that fear and that overanalyzing behavior like just gave me so much of my time back 
back and Mm -hmm. just really the impact on the relationships that I had with other people and with myself was probably the most important thing of food freedom by far. Mm -hmm. That sounds, oh, I loved that. (laughs) I, and then, so thinking of food freedom and bringing it towards healthy eating, what, so, you know, cause like our society and culture is very into like the health craze and the diet culture and really eating healthy and lean and clean and nothing unhealthy, but there's no unhealthy foods. Anyway, what, how would you say, or what would you say to a person that, I don't even know how, like, can persons still eat healthy and have food freedom? Like, is there a, I mean, I know that you can, but I think a lot of people, when they think of food freedom, they think that, oh, does that mean I just, like, eat, like, random stuff, whatever? Like, I eat, like, like it's like they can't have both. And I was wondering, I don't know, like, how can you have both? Like, still have a balanced and good diet or food intake is what I should say and still have the freedom to eat whatever you want and not feel guilty. Mm, I love this question. It's such an important question because I, I know a lot of people ask this and wonder this because it's kind of scary when you're trying to, you know, embrace this freedom and you're like, I feel so lost. Am I ever going to be able to take care of myself again? Mm-hmm. And the truth is yes, but there's a but because you have to heal your relationship with food first Mm -hmm. and the process of healing your relationship with food and embracing food fears and eating whatever you need to eat so that you can stop being afraid so that you can feel confident around all foods that probably, or maybe depending on who, what you're doing, um, could look very different from after you find food freedom after food is just food and it's not this, you know, overwhelming thing that you have to deal with anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think just understanding that, that there, that it can look different from when you first start your journey to where you feel very confident in it, you know, depending on how long it takes you to feel that way. That Mm -hmm. is important to recognize because I think it can trip people up really easily when you're saying, you know what, like, I'm just going to, eat all the food so that I don't be afraid of them. But you're like, is this going to last forever? And it's like, no, it doesn't have to last forever. You can incorporate, you know, different ways of eating again after. Like you can say, you know what? Like I want to eat more vegetables. Like I liked how I felt when I ate more vegetables. But right now, if I eat another vegetable, I just, I'm going to freak out. Like I just can't make myself do that right now. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So yes, like you can have both. But it doesn't mean that, like, you necessarily need to focus on having both right now. Like, priority number one is having a healthy relationship with food, unlearning diet culture, accepting your body no matter what, Mm -hmm. like, getting rid of the fear foods, feeling confident around all foods so that you can live your best life, and then incorporating that gentle nutrition perhaps after, but when you're ready, like when you're ready to take that on and like, you will be ready if you heal your relationship with food and focus on that first, it's Mm -hmm. really about creating this foundation that you can build your healthy relationship with food on so that you feel confident going forward. Because the last thing I would want anyone to do is to be like, okay, now I'm going to focus on eating healthy before they're ready. Because Mm -hmm. then it can be a little bit triggering and kind of like set you back a little bit. Oh, yeah. Brings up more dieting thoughts. So you really have to be ready. Yeah. Um, 
And when you think of, because obviously a healthy, eating healthy is eating a balanced diet with everything in it. Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't, you have to get to that. And I totally agree with the fact that you have to get to the point where you are not going to be triggered and not going to be like, it's not going to affect you in a negative way. If you start eating like salad again or incorporating like, like yummy veggies and stuff like more regularly, it's okay to still have those, but like on the regular basis, you have to be ready because it could be really triggering and you might, then you might get into um, a cycle where that you feel like that's what you only can eat and you get in your head and it's just, it'll just set you back. And I, I totally agree with that. Okay. I have one more question for you. And it is one, because everyone has a different definition of this, of what they think it is. And I wish that our society would just stay with one definition. I know it's different for each person, but there should be a general good definition versus the one we have in our society. But what do you think, when you think of healthy, balanced, intake of food what is that to you what is that what is that to you Mm, that's such a good question it's okay so a healthy balanced intake of food really has to align with like a few things in order for it to be healthy to you like it has to match like the way that you like to eat like it like it depends on how you grew up like what kind of family did you have what kind of foods did you have what Mm -hmm. kinds of foods do you enjoy eating like for your taste buds? Because it doesn't matter at the end of the day exactly what that food is. If you are not liking that food, if you're not enjoying the way you're eating, if it's not making you happy and fulfilled and satisfied, it's not going to be a way of eating that's healthy for you. So it really has to align with like your day-to-day life as well, like your routine. Like if you work like a nine to five, and then you have to come home and like feed a family, like you're probably going to eat different from somebody who's like a college student. And you know, you're only cooking for yourself and you can eat like whenever you're hungry. So it really just depends on that. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so hard to have like one definition of what it looks like. But at the end of the day, like if it's giving you energy, if you feel well nourished and satisfied with food, if you're not thinking about food all the time, because you're well fed, and you're not hungry all the time, like that's the way that you should be eating. And of course, like I believe in eating, you know, nourishing foods like whole foods and like vegetables and all that kind of stuff. That's super important. Like you have to have whole. um, Yeah. So that's, I mean, I don't really have like a great answer. No, yeah. That's what it, that's what I believe. No, because you're totally right. Like it is different for everybody, but it's the difference. But the difference is that, it's different for everybody, but our society likes to push that healthy eating is eating very little and only eating like like eating the newest diet like that's out there. And that's not what it is. That's not OK for everybody. And so it's different for everybody. And that's why there isn't one definition. But like you said, like, I totally agree that if it's nourishing you and you're eating a little bit of everything, honestly, is what I think. Like, you need to have, mm-hmm. like, a little bit of everything. And that, to me, is a balanced and healthy intake of food. I I love that. That's, like, the most simple way to put it, the most perfect way to just say, you know what? Like, you're allowed to eat all foods. Like, enjoy all foods, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 
that is all my questions for you. Um, but I wanted to thank you so much for being on my podcast. It was really, really awesome to have you. And I'm very excited to do your Food Freedom Academy. I think it'll mm-hmm. really help me. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for having me, Madison, and thank you for enrolling the Academy. I'm just so excited to have you. I can't wait for you to see what it's going to be like. It's going to be amazing. It's really just about that community and that support, which I'm really excited for you to have. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Madison. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Friends, wasn't that episode amazing? It was a huge honor to having Brie on my podcast this week. Make sure you check out all of her links down below. And if you are struggling with disordered eating or you are struggling with food freedom, make sure you enroll in her Food Freedom Academy. It seriously has already, I've only been doing it for a little bit and it's already changed my life. Anyway, before you guys go, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave me a review because I love reading them and the best part is that they're free and they help me to know exactly what you like and don't like about my podcast. Anyway, guys, I love you so much and I can't express and thank you enough for all the love and support you guys give me. It makes me doing this each week so much easier and I will talk to you guys very soon.